briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that Joe could be the one. Are you the one? Hi, and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. After a long, hard week, it's time for you now to kick back, relax, and let some other people do the talking for you. It might not be smart, it might not be fun, but hey, at least you're not the one stuck doing it. I'm your verbose host, Taylor. Oh, and I'm your concise host, Aubrey. So this episode was my favorite to date. Um, it gave me a lot to talk about. I have so much to say, and I'm so oh, excited. God. This this show is what I remember feeling when I finished watching an episode of Are You, you the know One? know why that is, Taylor? Yeah. Because for the first time and for fucking ever, we went back to the original format of challenge, truth booth, matchup ceremony. And a welcome return to that format it is. Oh, thank God. Let's let's have you start us off. Well, I wanna I wanna know what stood out to you. So I'm talking right at the beginning, before the challenge even. Yep. Um Olivia, last week I liked her so much. This week, she's like doing everything she can to make me stop liking her. So we, so we ended last week with teasing whether or not they're going to get back together, and they did. Yeah. It, Yay! Oh, shocking! It was Olivia saying, "Oh, I shouldn't trust him. I've had this happen to me before. Like, this is the reason why I'm here." And then this week, it's, "Oh, I hate myself for liking him. I just can't control myself, bitch. Yes, you can." Okay, so I can't. I couldn't choice. decide. Um, she takes him back, and I was like, "That's." stupid i hate her I but do. then she goes and says i know i shouldn't take him back but i can't help myself does the fact that she knows she shouldn't do it make it better or worse worse you see that's because because here's what she's doing she is making a bad choice which is bad she's acknowledging that she's making a bad choice which could be good or bad but she's then being like well i'm gonna make the bad choice anyway and it's also not my fault it's out of my control like and that's sort of immature i hate it that's sort of where i landed with it where i wanted to give her the points for realizing that she shouldn't do it but they were just so outbalanced by doing it anyway that it it's your own fault at this point although i have some choice words for kareem but i'm going to hold on to those until a little bit later oh yeah my choice words come at a certain point and you will understand. Also, Ethan and Tyler confirmed perfect match. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Maybe that's twist. why they're doing so terrible. It's because they're just not yeah. thinking about the gay and bisexual roots. Well, so this was the most bisexual episode to date, I'm going to say. Absolutely. And, okay, yeah, I'm glad we agree. Yeah, no, it's, I, I noticed just the... The the bromanship, if you will, that's been growing this uh, this episode. Well, so, so what I really love is it wasn't even like, oh, today's the bisexual episode. Today was Ethan confronts his bisexuality, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great episode. I love it. So, also we have Alexis now, who's back into Keith, and I loved her little line about. So I tried to pretend I didn't like him, hoping that he'd you know like me for it, and that didn't work. So now I'm going to try and see if, you know, being nice and flirting with him gets his interest at all. 
<sighs> I mean, she's how related smart, to someone who committed murder. How smart do you think guys are? Like, you're you're just wildly overestimating the leaps I feel like most people are willing to take when it comes to does she like me? I think she just is dumb. <laughs> I mean, she's absolutely dumb. I There's zero doubt in my mind about that at this point. It's just, I don't know, so, man. So it's like, there's that whole thing about like, oh, if a guy likes you, he'll pull on your pigtails. She skipped that step and was like, well, I'll just fucking hate him for it. Like, yeah, yeah. First, he has to do something. Like, you <laughs> missed point A. <laughs> yeah, no, you've you've removed the playful context and instead just gone for biting remarks and dirty looks. All he's getting is the also, biting remarks and dirty looks. I I I enjoy that he at least is like I know I shouldn't, but also I do still really like her, and maybe he he's just like really he's like in a real maybe place right now, and he's not really making a decision, which is why I respect Keith so much more than Olivia, because like he recognizes the issues him and Alexis are having, and he's giving her another chance, like Olivia, but he's not a closing the door off to everyone else, and. B, he's going into it cautiously. He's not just like, well, Alexis is my match. I agree. I was really fond of Keith this episode, and he'll come up again, I know. But just his general maturity episode. when it comes to yeah. most of these things, I've been... Which is... It, it's honestly Sorry. a little bit jarring, and it doesn't feel... It feels like he's acting almost, not because I think it's fake, but because it's so unlike everybody else on this show. It's just... Well, and it's... Go ahead. It's someone like his, his, his character introduction. Like his character introduction was like, oh man, look at this douchebag. And here we have like one of the most mature people in this house. Yeah. Hi, I'm Keith, the reasonable one. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the challenge. Family matters. No, 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 no. What? Oh, all my notes for the show. What? They got deleted. How? Uh, so I keep all my notes in Tumblr what and the like fuck? The drafts. <laughs> no, I keep them in the drafts because they'll save forever. <laughs> Apparently, and Still, this like, I did not. I did not. Shut up. You keep your notes in music. Tumblr. Yeah. Did you not just graduate from a four-year university, and that's the solution you have for managing your documents? Yeah, because I have a new fucking computer and I don't have Windows. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. Um, I access so apparently, fun fact, Tumblr has a mass delete your drafts button, and I hit it, so, (laughs) okay, I guess, so you're gonna be really, uh, leading this show. Okay, so we're gonna, alright, so we're gonna talk about the challenge, Family Matters, then. Basically, this one was an improved, if you ask me, version of the one we already saw, where, they yes. ask you questions and you answer them. And you have one button. We, so we're we're down to one button because instead <laughs> of doing whatever bullshit we did last time, we're just going to hit it and whoever's first answers. We're also not doing some weird like, oh yeah, you looked like you waggled first in the crowd. I'm going to say you called out first like that other challenge we did. So we're we're getting back into the rhythm here. Yeah, it was it was a good challenge. I liked it. Um, I loved Uche. Do you think she's still a virgin? One that that was a great one. It was great 
only because she seemed mortified by the fact that her parents asked and answered that. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't you be mortified? Oh, and you should be mortified. But her reaction in particular was delightful. Also, though, I'm really worried about her mother's answer, honestly. Because it wasn't a, yes, of course she's a virgin, or a, yes, she would tell me if she wasn't. It was a, yes, I'm a physician, I would know. What the fuck kind of relationship do they have? Does she go home uh, and get her vagina inspected by her doctor mother every night? What the I fuck? Mean, her, her mother might literally be like the one who does her physical. So No, there's, that's, not okay. like, that's not okay. That's not okay. First of all, I would say it's ethically irresponsible, just from a medical perspective. Like, you don't, if you're a doctor, you don't do your own surgeries. Just, you don't operate on your family. You don't, you don't, you don't mix that and family, you know? I mean, but a physician, that's such an easy little thing. And no, anything that involves your mother looking up your vagina is not an easy little thing. Okay, enough about the incest. I can't do incest. Okay. It's, like, gross. It's, it's easy for you. You don't have, like, siblings. You don't have that thought in your... You can't imagine the grotesqueness of just the thought of incest. I have a mother. Like yeah, but it's... You need like, one of no those, can, like, just yeah, biologically. But no one can truly imagine having sex with their parent, I feel like. I can't. I, I disagree with that. I think people can. <gasps> You've had thoughts about it, you disgusting incest lover? No, that's not what I said at all. But think about <laughs> it. There are a lot of people out there. There are girls in this world who like people like Malcolm. Somebody wants oh, to fuck oh. their mom. Oh, gross. All right, let's, let's leave this topic in the dust. All right, so another fun little nugget from this challenge that came out. Audrey's parents don't know she's on the show? Yeah, they think she's in an internship. <laughs> Why did MTV come to our house and ask us these questions? I guess it's for her internship. Well, that's what I want to know, is when they rang her up and was like, hey, we're trying to schedule uh, interviews with all the contestants' parents for the challenge or whatever, because I'm sure they had to agree to this, too, when like they were released. Like, what was... What, at what point was the gig up is what I want to know, you know? Uh, was it when the right after they got the recording. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, like, <laughs> as like, it airs, they're like, oh, shit. No, no, I'm saying, so, like, they went in, they were like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's for your daughter's internship. Like, we're doing a thing where we all get to know one another. So you and think then, MTV went along with the lie for her? Right, and then, like, afterwards, they're like, by the way, we're lying. She's on a show called Are You the One?, um, will you sign these release forms? <laughs> and isn't that a parent's real dream that they end up on a trashy reality TV show on MTV? Apparently it's some parents' dream that their daughter bring back Channing Tatum with them from that reality TV show. Uh, so my thing is, like, obviously mothers love Channing Tatum. Like, I don't know what it is about mothers, but, like, they're the reason Channing Tatum was considered hot. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have no yeah. idea who Channing Tatum is. Um, do you know Magic Mike? No. Okay, well, Channing Tatum is an actor who was a stripper, and it's often ignored that he's a bisexual man. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, might as well awareness and all that jazz. Like, because he was a stripper and he has a wife now, and everyone's like, oh, he's so hot. And everyone always forgets that, like, he's had boyfriends, he's talked about it, and he, like, is like, oh, yeah, like, I had sex with men and I enjoyed it. Like, I'm bisexual. And everyone's like, what a hot straight guy. I mean, no one says that, but everyone thinks that. Everyone's like, he's not gay. I'm like, no, he's bisexual, you fuckhead. Ugh. So what you're saying is you're holding out hope that he he ditches the wife and, and hooks it no, up. No, I love his hooks wife it up to your much. wagon. I'm I'm hoping that they have an open marriage because I don't want to get in between them. They're so happy and cute together. You just wanted to make room for you in it. Exactly. Well, not in, just once. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty reasonable, honestly. Right? We really got to talk about the show a little bit this episode. Oh, my God. This has been like 20 <laughs> minutes of not the show. Well, so let's talk about... Hold on. I, the, I, have, the... I have some... Because I actually have notes, Aubrey. Um, oh, so do I. And I was going to say something about the challenge that I remember thinking. Okay. So why don't you hold your judgment for another day, fuckhead? You're the one who deleted your notes because um, you store them on Tumblr. Shut the fuck up! Uh, oh, right. So Clinton's plan of just not saying anything was brilliant because it's impossible for him to get out and everyone wants him and Uche in the truth booth. Yeah. So I my... thought it was a plan. Turns out he just didn't know anything. That's what I was going to ask was... Has the house ever in the past agreed to just throw a challenge to a couple? Because it seems like the kind of thing that could be in their best interest once in a while. And I thought, I think, I really thought it was the obvious solution to this challenge here, which is everybody wants Uche and Clinton to go in. This is Mm -hmm. the type of challenge where you pick who you eliminate and you opt into competing, basically. So it would be so easy just to throw. But it didn't we, yeah. seem like that's what happened? Question mark? Well, no. Like, well, people were pick winning because, like, he still wanted to be the ones to go on the date. So they would, like, win the thing and then eliminate someone else. Who was it? Like, no one would eliminate Clinton, which is why Tyler getting that last buzz was perfect. Because Tyler either fucks it up and doesn't go, or Tyler does not eliminate Clinton, which he wouldn't do. Because no one wanted to eliminate Clinton. Yeah, no, that as would make you Clinton, public enemy number one if you did that oh yeah if clinton the only way clinton was going to get out is if he pressed that button so the smartest move was for him to never touch the button okay so the winners were obviously clinton and uche going on a date yes i didn't bother writing down the others uh tyler and jada okay and keith and alexis no Keith and um, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. Keith and Olivia, Tyler and Jada, Clinton and Uche. I don't even have notes and I know more about this fucking shit than you. So we find our date couples and we go on to the party. And we see Joe, poor Joe, talking to oh, Olivia, Joe. trying to trying to get anywhere. He was being right. nice, honest. So and, respectful. And so was Olivia. Who yeah. shut him down so fast and so hard. Just at the beginning of this episode, she said she's with the wrong person. Yes. And it doesn't have to be Joe. Like, it, I would understand it not being Joe. I mean, I love Joe, but I also wouldn't pick Joe. This really wasn't even the attempt of breaking up Olivia and Kareem that Kareem took it as. It's this, like, personal no. like, wedge attack. It was just... This was... 
it was so like nothing. maybe getting to know someone else yeah just like hey i like you do you want to talk once in a while and her answer was no and her answer was and no then, i don't but and then kareem like was like oh all you do is like talk shit about other guys blah, 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 blah. which is like a not true well and and it he, might even be true it just does it's irrelevant but kareem's just being a fucking dick He's being, he was such a dick this episode and borderline oh. abusive. And this is the part oh. where I wanted to bring that oh. up. His conversation yes. with Olivia after oh my she came up god. to him. Um, oh my god. The way he touched her made me physically recoil in my seat. And like, I know people are like, oh, I'm like laughing out loud and they're not. Like, no, I literally like got creeps i like felt my skin crawl because that is like the exact lead up to emotional and physical abuse is that controlling posture his like forcing her to look at him it was so disgusting i hated it well in the and the way he so slickly told her what she felt yes. in a way that made it seem like he was being perceptive when in reality he was just telling her how to feel and yeah, telling and her like, that oh, other people know, were manipulating her while he basically lies to her face. And like you feel this way because you're a you're a woman, you're not a girl. Like, that's so fucking manipulative. Plus the oh. whole borderline threat about her looking stupid. Like, again, it was uh, phrased what? in a way that made it seem like it should be comforting, but boy was it not. Especially because we've seen like she's like and she used those exact words. I mean she's probably told him. But that's the exact thing she does not want. She's and told us that that's that what she her. doesn't want. He is absolutely turning that on her. And it's 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 disgusting. Kareem has risen right to the top of my shit list. And Malcolm oh, was Malcolm had a good lead too. And boy yeah. oh boy did Kareem top that. Because at least when Malcolm oh is being shitty, he's being shitty in a way that's not so manipulative and cold. Well, here's the thing is Malcolm is a stupid person, but in order for him to be stupid, the girls have to be on board with his stupidity. That's they have very to be true too. To play this game. Olivia is a like we've seen Olivia a lot, and she's so nice, and she seems smart and like a really reasonable person. And Kareem is like literally scaling up to like emotional abuse. But this is something I remember from my notes. In the background of Joe and Olivia talking and then Kareem walking over, there was a fight happening in the background between Deandra and Nerys. Like, you could see people, like, pulling them apart, and I wasn't sure who it was, but on the subreddit, people were like, I was able to, like, zoom in on screen frame. So it was Deandra and Nerys, and, like, the director, like, the producers just didn't put it in the show, because clearly we've had enough bullshit this episode. That's how full this episode was. They cut out a whole fight. That's fantastic for us. That's, we are getting back to the show I love. We are, this is classic, Are You the One? Or I guess the show I love to hate. That is their tagline, isn't it? Uh, is it? No, it's it's your favorite guilty pleasure or something. But it, it's something I would say equally self-aware. Oh, uh, that's good. I always assumed their tagline was like, Ryan's gonna get ya. <laughs> Don't blink, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then we're right here on the flip side, seeing Keith handle his relationship with Alexis, which 
has equal potential for being shitty, I would say, but just handling it so much more responsibly. He's just upfront about yeah. the fact that he's on the fence. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. kind mm-hmm. it's always shitty to be told by the person you like, I'm on the fence about whether I like you, but at least he's honest. He's, well, he's yeah, but tactful. That's not even what he said. But that's not he said, I like you. I'm on the fence about whether or not this relationship will be healthy for me. Which is such a good and reasonable thing to say. And honestly, so am I. I keep flipping back and forth upon on whether or not I like Keith and Alexis as a couple. It's because Alexis really needs to work past her issues. Because, like, don't get me wrong, Keith isn't perfect. But in that relationship, comparatively, he is. Because Alexis really needs to work past feeling like she always has to be on the defense and like she has to, like, fuck up before they can fuck up. Yeah, no, and I think we got to see, especially towards the end of this episode, a little bit more of real Alexis, you know? I, I think so, too. I, and I, and I was it. enjoying I like- her, yeah. I, I'm too. liking the little bit more open, maybe vulnerable Alexis. I agree. So you want to go on to the date? So, yes, I, so the date, which I was excited for. It's a steamboat. It my looks so year. cool. Yeah. So my first thought was, oh, a steamboat. That's like an island. Like they should go to one of those. Someplace. <laughs> Who knows? Um, my second thought was, I really fucking hope this doesn't turn out to be a bar on the water. <laughs> oh, and oh, what was that? It's literally a fucking bar. So usually, the usually for the dates, I have a lot to say, or at least a bit to say. This yeah. one, even for our main couple, the couple that we spent the real camera time with, I I just didn't, don't have anything. We we were barely there. We were like, oh look, oh, a I boat, have... and now we're in a bar, and now we're somewhere else. Which unlike uh, the bow of the ship, honestly, after seeing the way the rest of this episode went, I'm super okay with them cutting that date short in I favor have... of um... these <laughs> these people's bullshit. But at the time, I felt super cheated. (laughs) I I agree. Um, One of my favorite things is, so for the editing, they cut between like the date, then the house, then the date, then the house. So every time they cut back to the date, or both times they cut to the date, they used one specific picture of Tyler and Jada holding hands. And we never got to see Tyler and Jada. We didn't even get to see stock footage of them walking onto the boat. We never saw them. And yet we saw their picture twice. Like, that was like, they're like, well, they didn't show up in this, but uh, here's some images to remind you that they were also here. <laughs> Which I did love. So I, I honestly don't have much more to say about the date. We saw Clinton and Uche, yeah. who were adorable as usual. And we saw yeah. Keith and what's her face? Olivia. Olivia. And Olivia once again saying, I think you're more likely to be my match than Kareem. And I think I think Keith and Olivia were cute too. I I would really love to see where their relationship could go. From what we saw, it seemed like they had some chemistry, and it's something I'll have my eye on. Uh, I think uh, yeah. there's potential there for sure. Right now, I'm rooting for Alexis, not because I think they're a better or worse match, but because I think Alexis is really accomplishing something this episode yeah. in terms of pushing through some issues, and I want to see her finish that out. I really do too. And she won't do it without Keith, I don't think. Or a I would have to one hundred percent agree. So now we're going to the truth booth. Oh. 
So this truth booth was Uche and Clinton, obviously. Yeah. And they were not a match. The editors and producers did a fantastic job with this one because they really did. They've been making us root for Clinton and Uche for weeks. They've yeah. honestly given them an edit to the point where I can't even doubt that they're a match. Like it wasn't really hyped up in the way that a lot of the stuff usually is. It just felt so much like a, all right, the obvious match is finally going into the truth booth. The season's been shitty yeah. so far. These people have been even worse. Here's here's a little bone for you. Like we're back to the old format. We have an obvious match. We'll, we can all feel good for a little bit. And then they just turned it. They slammed the <gasps> mood right back down. Like they they it they was, showed us everybody oh joking beforehand. Everybody was having some fun. Ethan was calling dibs on Clinton, and then bam, put us right down. It was it was shocking. I this is the first time I was really shocked by a truth booth this season. And but it's it's good that they got this out of the way because they were basing a lot of their decisions on these two have to be the match. But I was I was upset. I I honestly found myself yeah. sounding like a lot of the other shitty non-matches when they come out of the truth booth, <laughs> saying like, but what they have is real. They're right for each other. It I don't care what the truth booth says. Um, I, I, I have to say, I love Jada and her confessional was just like, I fucking told them so, I'm right, bitch. And then it cuts back to her in the moment and she's just like, I'm so sorry, like this is so <laughs> sad. I'm like, I'm really proud of you for hiding that smug sense of satisfaction you got, girl. Like, props. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, Jada is another one of the people who started to grow on me a little bit this episode. And then she had an incident. But we got to see her demonstrate a level of self-control I don't expect out of most of the people on this show, which is, (laughs) I didn't say the shitty thing I was thinking. That's honestly a big part of what makes a good person, in my opinion. Uh Uh-huh. It's not not thinking shitty things but not saying and doing them. We were talking, or we are going to be talking about right now, because I demand it, the Jada and Uche fight. Okay. I, like, first of all, I was shocked at Uche for doing it. Like, we've never seen this side of Uche before, and it was alarming. It was like, okay. I was disappointed. Well, hold on. And How? Like, I don't know. I feel like Uche is not really all that at fault in this one, to be completely honest. I absolutely do. Because this is like, so A, you just figured out that Clinton's your no match. Like, he's going to start having to talk to other girls. From the very first episode, Jada was like, I like Clinton. Like, and they both knew that. And so now that they're not a match, Jada has like a five minute conversation where she's just like, at some point, I really hope you try to get to know me. And it was a very, very short conversation. Right. And so if Uche had gone to Clinton and been like, hey, what was that about? Like, you know, I'm I'm like, I, I'm feeling insecure. That would have been fine. But she just walked straight up to Jada and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And she just went off on her. And that like super wasn't cool with me. Okay. So where I'm coming from is Uche came in hot. Absolutely. And she should not have done mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. I'm willing to give her the pass on it for tonight, only because she literally just found out the 
strongest couple in the game, and somebody that she really, really was in love with is not her match. So I'm not going to hold her to the highest standards of emotional impulse control tonight. (laughs) Two days from now, a week from now, I'll be singing a different tune. But tonight she gets a pass on that one from me. And, And Jada just completely lost it. Like, you have to be able to handle those kinds of things. Like, Uche came in hot, but it wasn't half of some of the fights that we've seen in the past, first of all. She wasn't she wasn't crazed. She was just upset. And I think Jada, especially, especially since she's actively going after Clinton, which is fair, but she should know that she should she should have been ready for it, is honestly how I feel. She should have been ready for Uche to come up to her and been prepared to take the high road on that one. Uche came in hot for, like, no good reason, quite frankly. Like, sure, it's that night, but also, it's a really short time frame of this game. Like, yeah, it sucks that it's tonight, but you have to get over it. Or you don't even have to get over it, but you can't start attacking other people for going after your guy. Um, But here's the other thing. Uche and Jada, in the early weeks, were, like, really good friends. So for Uche to, like, attack her like that, I'm sure for Jada was, like, shocking. Especially because what Jada did wasn't unreasonable. I want to talk about when Jada's saying that she doesn't, you know... She's used to using her body to get men, and Clinton mm-hmm. intimidates her because she knows that's not going to work. That line alone, honestly, was a a big indicator to me that she might actually be his match. She already seems to like get him and be be willing to work with that, and I think I think that's a big deal. I think it's a big deal for her to say we are not usually. Mm-hmm. The type yeah. of people to be on the same page with how we approach relationships. So let me try a different angle. I think that shows I, at I least agree. a perceptiveness that means she's not going after him I solely agree. because he's the hot one. I do want to go back and talk about Alexis during this whole fight. Um, when she was sitting by the pool with Keith and was so, so, so far gone. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. I can't believe they let her get that drunk. I can. They get that drunk like every week. I don't think I've ever seen one of them get that drunk on this show. She was just, she was so far gone. She wasn't fun <laughs> drunk. She was like. Emotional drunk. No, she was, I can't talk and my face is doing these weird things it doesn't usually do drunk. She was smashed. And Keith, to make it even worse, seemed so sober. He seemed so stone cold sober sitting next to her while she was practically melting into the floor she was so drunk. Yeah, she got nervous around Keith, so she just kept drinking. And and she got him. It worked. I know. Um, she was being very cute, though. I, I feel like a big part of the reason why she seemed so different was because a big part of her guard was down. Yeah, she just needs to be smashed. She was too drunk to defend herself. She just has to be smashed for her entire relationship to keep. All right, so now I'm ready to go to this matchup ceremony. The matchup ceremony to end all matchup ceremonies, in my opinion. So Best one to date. I can read off the, the, the couples, but do I really need to? Because there was only well, one beam, which means only one of these couples matters. I have a lot to say about some of these couples. So we start out with Anthony and Nicole. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the fact that they got fucking scolded? TJ called them right out. 
in the way yeah. Ryan would never have had the balls to do. Well, Ryan Ryan's doesn't give way a shit. too aloof for that shit. Ryan doesn't care. He gets to skin and eat them at the end, whether they win or lose. So, <laughs> what does he care if they match up? He gets them yum yum meats. I just, I loved the way he put it of asking Anthony, do you think you could get Nicole if you were sleeping with someone else? And he just, his, he couldn't answer that because TJ was just right. He was just completely right. <laughs> I also really loved, he was like, so Nicole, he's like, wow, are you and Dimitri still like hanging out? She's like, yeah, we still like, he's like, we just sleep together and stuff. Like trying to pretend like it was nothing. And he was like, okay. And he like cuts her off to like deal with uh-huh. the problem. He's like, fucking, why you always lying? Um, and then again, Kareem almost got into a fight because he has a compulsive need to yell at people, I guess. <sighs> We're not there yet. Are we not? What, what happens next? No. Malcolm and Deandra finally sit next to each oh, other. Right. Then we're on Joey and Zoe. Okay. <laughs> They've been sitting together. I think so we can. I think they might be the match. I hope they are, if only for the name. Yeah, that's a perfect and, name. But regardless, this is where Kareem jumps in. Okay. And this oh. is where we get to talk about Kareem being a dick yet again. Oh, and I have so much more to talk about than just Kareem being a dick. All right, let's hear it. Um. So so first of all, Kareem jumps in and is like, blah, blah, blah. Like, again, not realizing that he's yelling at Joe, who's sitting next to Zoe, who have been consistently sitting next to one another and consistently getting them beans, quite frankly, because I think they're the one being and he's being a fucking asshole and Gilles chimes in to agree with him which is like i liked you Gilles. i was really feeling you like your thing with anthony was still there and it sucked but i was i was willing to look over it because you had at least found who you thought your match was and was like i have my match and i have the person i really like but how are you gonna sit there and be like yeah he's right us non-matches should get up keep fucking the guys we like no matter what like, it made me really angry at her, quite frankly. Kareem is a garbage man. Has just been so hot this episode. Yeah. And not in the I, I, let me rub you sexually kind of way, but in the Jesus Christ man, just take a chill pill. Kareem's just gotta take take a chill pill. You know me. You love you know how much I am willing to have sex with pretty much any guy in the world. You've heard me constantly be like, oh, he's such a shitty person, but I'd fuck him. Like, that's like my thing. I've heard you say he's such a shitty person, so I'll fuck him. Right. Shitty people are my thing. I, nothing, nothing towards Kareem. My pussy is not wet. I, (laughs) no, it's just like. That was disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I can't do Kareem. It's like, (laughs) I can't do Kareem. It's just, he's too much he's he's not even like oh you know he's kind of just like a dick but you know he's he's generally a good guy no he's just a fucking asshole through and through i've been sort of thinking about kareem and i realized that the only real reason i didn't dislike him the only redeeming quality he had so to speak was the fact that i knew nothing about him up until this episode and now i feel like i've met him and i hate him Oh, so can we talk about the fact that Ethan the whole time was spitting 
mad truth. Ethan was so entertaining this episode. Ethan during the matchup ceremony was just so on point about like the the no matches and how like oh like the the guys who are sleeping with the girls when they're no matches are just like oh man someone just needs to talk to her like how am I gonna talk to her when your dick's inside her? I'm just gonna push forward into the next match which was Keith and Alexis. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Totally. Um, I mean, odds are they're not a match. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Why not? Maybe. I'm liking the new Alexis a little bit more. Yeah. I didn't hate the old one. I just didn't like her that much either, but she's growing on me. Okay. Uh, Clinton and Jada sat together. Yes. Good strategy, if nothing else. Uh, I agree. And then other people probably matched too. I didn't write those down. Uh, Dimitri and Uche matched. Audrey and Shad. And Michael and Narice. Yeah. Oh, and okay, Tyler and it. Kiana. Oh, yeah. Which, also, I feel bad for Tyler. He's getting completely overlooked. And he's just, like, actually a really cool guy. Shout out to Tyler's Twitter, which I've been reading. It's amazing. What's his, what's his at name? How do you hashtag him? I don't, I don't know how Twitter works at all. I think you at people. Don't at me. So how do you add him? Um, You're going to mention his Twitter's good. You have to fucking link it. It's bro. Tyler semicolon. Tyler semicolon. All one word, obviously. That's how Twitter works. Um, I guess his last name is colon, which sucks. Wait. What? Wait. Are you making a joke? No, I mean, so his Twitter account is Tyler Semicolon, and his title is just Tyler Colon. C-O-L-O-N. So I'm going to guess his last name is just Colon. That's that's kind of too bad. Every week he live stream, or he live tweets um, with Are You The One? And it's beautiful. He was like shitting on Kareem all night, and I love that. All right, so I want to talk a bit about the actual beam ceremony, though, before we wrap up. Because going into this one, I honestly had a pretty good feeling about the whole thing. Like, the whole episode had been so crazy and shitty and lefty-turny, righty-tighty. Like, they were coming at you from all sides. I thought, I thought with how hard they were teasing a blackout, this beam ceremony, and how shaken up I feel like a lot of the couples were, I thought it was going to go surprisingly well, honestly. I was hoping I was for a blackout. To get, I was expecting them to get five plus. Oh, no. I, I, was, I was expecting five, maybe more. I, um, I wanted I did not buy the blackout for a second. I did not buy the blackout tease. But then when it was only one, I was shocked. And then I was hysterical. They managed after this shitty, shitty, shitty time. To get one beam. Yep. One. One beam. One beam. <laughs> oh, and Terrence let him have it. Terrence? Oh my god. Uh, Terrence felt like a mix between a... It felt like if your parent was your teacher. I also... I like that he fucked up a little bit, because... So the thing is, he'll see them at the next challenge... But he was like, mm-hmm. get out of here. I'll see you at the next match ceremony. I was like, well, you'll see them soon even that, Terrence. Or maybe he won't. Maybe, maybe he's like, won't. Maybe he just won't show up. 
Yeah, this week Lisa the intern is going to be hosting the challenge because I won't fucking go. <laughs> to think we thought they won early. We spent the first like two or three episodes of this podcast talking about the fact that we think they won early. I was also pleased with Jada again at this matchup ceremony when she said to the camera that she realized like she's been waiting for this chance to sit next to Clinton and she finally does. And they get one beam, and she acknowledges the fact that the odds are good they're not a beam. She wasn't holding on to the, well, of course there was one beam, because Clinton and I are no. a perfect match. She was like, no, I, as much as I want this to be, as much as I want a match with Clinton, the odds are bad. The odds are bad. The odds are real bad. Real, real bad. So I followed the analytics blog of... Okay. And so they do, they, they're really in depth. You should, you should send me a link to that so I, I can put it in the show notes. So fun fact, after the truth booth ceremony, there was 12,480 possible matches still out there in the ether, right? After the single beam ceremony, there are now only 2,198 possibilities. That's really significant they cut down ten thousand. Oh, want to hear some couples that we know aren't together now because of this shad and anybody <laughs> shut up jada and clinton can't be a match that's too bad ethan and jaleese aren't a match should we have given a heads up that these are going to be like kind of spoilers yeah, ma- it's a it's a math spoiler. Yes, so if you're doing the math at home, you'll know, or if you're reading the blog. But this will tell you confirm. If you're doing the math at home, I know, <laughs> with your supercomputer or laptop, whatever you want to call it. Um, here are confirmed no matches that we didn't really know before today. So okay, uh, uh, <laughs> Malcolm and Nerys. Oh, never mind. We do that. Malcolm and Deandra can't be a match. That's going to pose a fucking problem, isn't it? <laughs> um, Jaleesse <laughs> and Ethan can't be a match. That makes me feel nothing. Keith and Alexis can't be a match. That's sad. Yeah. And, uh, it, the math is amazing. If you look at the math, if you do the math, you learn amazing things. And here's a really random one for you. Based off of the percentages, a very likely match is Keith and Nurris. What? Uh, yeah, right? They're not going to win. No. But... They're not going to win. Well, let us know if you like that segment, if you want us to talk about the math and the odds and reveal some things like that, or if it's not interesting. Let's start wrapping up and talk about this last little bit at the end here. So uh, post matchup, we go back to the house. <laughs> Ethan and, and Kareem. Shockingly, Kareem is in a fight with somebody. Shockingly. And so here are the sides. The sides are Kareem and all of the no matches, and Ethan and every fucking one else. I'm loving the civil war that's erupting with the men in this house and how there are just two sides yeah. that genuinely are starting to hate each other. Oh. And, like, vilify each other. Right? And I love that Ethan's on the right side. 
it's just, I feel like it's a dynamic we haven't really gotten to explore in this show before. Not really. Which is a house divided. <laughs> this is turning into Big Brother, and I'm loving it. Oh, soon we're going to start getting eliminations. Or uh, Right? We're going to start voting people out based on who we think are and aren't matches. <laughs> so you increase the odds, but if you vote out the wrong combination of people, you can make it impossible to win. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show. Production's like, you can't evict people. And they're like, watch us. It's going to turn into fucking Lord of the Flies. All right, I'm going to call this episode then. We are, uh... What are you going to call it? We're <laughs> um, But uh, a couple a couple updates before we let you go, and before we get to Aubrey's moral, which I'm sure he's thinking of as he's not listening to me. Woo! Um, first and foremost, uh, we appreciate all you guys from the Reddit listening and the couple comments we've received and, and things. It was, uh, it was nice, and hopefully you'll listen to this one too. And... Hopefully they'll get better. Hopefully we're better. So, that's that's what I mean. Hopefully we get better. But yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for, for listening and for sticking with us. Next week, we should uh, have made some significant improvements to the production quality of this show. Um, Aubrey is getting a new mic in, and we're going we're gonna to start back from the ground up, re-engineer the way this show sounds. Hopefully it's going to be a lot better. Uh, and... You're welcome for the oral pleasure you're going to receive next week. That good, good mouthfeel. Um, no, oral, like with an A, an oh. AU, not an OR. Very, very different types of pleasure. Um, we also have an email address still. It's tbbrpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you feel like writing us, you can. And with that, Aubrey... I want to hear what the moral of this episode is. The moral of this episode comes from my real life, so you're getting some real hard and fast truths out here today. Which is, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. Like, you can't always control what you're feeling. What you can control is what you put out in the world. So no matter what feelings you have, think about what you say. You do not have to act on every single feeling that you have. Kareem. Cause I got issues, but you got them too. So give them all to me and I'll give mine to you. Let's give the glory of all our problems. Cause we got the kind of love it takes to suffer. Yeah, I got issues. And one of them is how bad.